My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag These private flights, that's my right, nice family. This is the Get to the Bag Podcast And I'm your man, Taste Sweat And I'm here to help you get to the bag Not just the money bag I'm here to help you get to the bag of life A lot of people want to know, what is it like? When you get the money, well, it's nothing if your relationship bag is off, if your health bag is off, right? We've seen plenty of people make money, and then meanwhile, they're struggling to stay alive, right? You want to be here to enjoy it. And then we see a lot of people get the money, and I'm not going to name any names, but we see the people get the money, but their relationships are off. And that's not just, you know... Intimate or sexual relationships But we're just talking about family Loved ones, friends And yes, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend Whatever If it's off, the money still really isn't That good, right? It's, it's, not, it's not what it could be I'll say that So, this podcast is to help you Get to the bag in life Now, a lot of you all are going to have questions and before we get started, I always like to let you know that I want to answer all your questions. I want to make, you know, any topics you may want me to cover. I want to get to those topics. So the way you get your topics and questions to me so that I can cover them is to leave a five star review. And inside of your review, I want you to also put your question or topic you'd like me to cover. I'll make sure I read all of those reviews. And make sure I get to as many of your questions and topics I can in the shortest period of time, right? I got you. So, what are we talking about today? Today I want to talk about the power of being optimistic. It's a really strong and honestly probably one of my superpowers. Because I'm optimistic about pretty much everything, right? And essentially for those of you who, you know, you want to look up the definition of optimistic... Or, or being optimistic is essentially being hopeful for the future, right? Hopeful in whatever it is you are about to, you know, whatever journey you're about to embark on, right? Whatever you're about to do, it's being hopeful for that in the future, right? So, for example, a lot of people made, uh, a lot of you all came into STB, right? Shout out to my people who are in SCB. We're getting money. We're doing all this great stuff. But a lot of you, before you actually came into STB, you weren't as optimistic about the future of you and STB and being in STB, right? For those of you who don't know what that is, it's Secure the Bag. This is my community where I teach all the investing, the coaching, you know, pretty much how to get to the bag financially is what I do. it, you know. And we use, of course, the stock market, um, mental shifts to actually make that money grow but anyway you all were optimistic to get in and you had to be you had to be optimistic in order to come into scb because guess what it's one of those things that if you're not optimistic about it, if you're not hopeful for the future of you being in scb or dealing with something like that then you would never join Right. And this is why I'm saying it's a superpower because a lot of people are actually the opposite of optimistic. Right. A lot of people are very pessimistic. A lot of people are very skeptical of everything. 
right? And this, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is, number one, I, I've had some friends um, in the past, of course, because I can't keep pessimistic friends around. I don't really care for pessimists. Uh, I don't really, I don't care for the, the energy that it brings. Because a lot of times in order to be a true pessimist, you kind of got to be a Debbie Downer. You kind of got to be a, a, a negative Nancy, right? <laughs> because think about it. If you are pessimistic or if you're skeptical about pretty much everything you're doing or, or not everything, but a lot of stuff that you may come in contact with, if you're pessimistic about it, then guess what? The first thing that you're going to do or the first things that you may say when you're encountering something that could actually be helpful for you in your journey, the first thing you do is you go to the negative side of things. What if this doesn't work? What if I get scammed? What if this is a fake guru? What if this... You, you get where I'm going with that? What if this sucks? What if I'm not good enough? What if I don't have enough money? What if, what if, what if, right? When you get into this what if cyclone, <laughs> it's very, very toxic. And the reason why I wanted to talk about the power of optimism or being optimistic is because that is what saved me. And I wanna take you, for those of y'all who may not know exactly like my trajectory to where I am now, I'm going to kind of take you back and kind of explain what happened, how I got here, and how optimistic behavior or optimistic mindset is pretty much what got me where I am today. And I'm going to also give you, a, I guess, a pessimistic, you know, what if scenario along the way. Because... If we take it back to where it all started, which, of course, a lot of you all know, I grew up in a not so uh, good area of Nashville, Tennessee, right? Um, some people would call it the hood or low, you know, impoverished area or uh, just the slums, if you will. And I literally had to have an optimistic mindset to one, survive, and to continue down the track, right? So if I did not have the optimistic outlook that I have today, and out, uh, not even the outlook, but just the mindset that I have today, then the pessimistic or the skeptical route would have led me to a lot of other not so good places. So for example, one of the biggest things that I credit to me not only staying alive because I had a lot of friends who got killed, right? Or who are in prison for, you know, life or two life sentences. But one of the things that helped me was thinking about, well, what if? What if this could be great? So when you're in the hood where I come from, a lot of times you get bored and you say, man, this is boring. Sitting around at the house, sitting in the house, studying, reading, working on yourself. This is boring. Let's go do something. And a lot of my friends would do that. Let's, you know, let's ride our bikes down the street and go get into something because I'm bored. Right. Let's let's go get into something. Now, me, on the other hand, I, I could say, well, I actually think what I'm doing is, you know, what if, what if this is actually good for what I got going on? Right. What if me reading and studying and actually sitting in the house and, and taking care of myself? Because for a lot of you who don't know, you know, as I was growing up through my teens in the hood, 
this is when I was probably my heaviest. So I'm reading and actually studying to become a nutritionist. So I, was, I became a nutritionist and a personal trainer before I was an adult, pretty much. Right? <laughs> I took those nutrition certifications before, um, or I started studying on them before I was 18. And I'm telling myself, but what if this works? Right? People are telling me this stuff is boring. I don't want to do this. Right. This ain't going to work. This ain't going to make you no money. And, you know, of course, I started flirting around with veganism around 16, 17. Man, you know, black people don't, you know, do shit like that. You eating like a white person. You don't eat no chicken. You don't eat. Right. Just all the crazy stuff. You don't drink no henny. You ain't black. Give me your black card. These are some of the things that I would say or that people would say to me. And my rebuttal to that would always be optimistic. And I, I will always have a way to spin it in an optimistic way, right? Like, I get it. It's okay. You, you're talking like that because you just don't understand. You're ignorant, which is why I need to continue to read and do what I'm doing here and study up on why this is actually good for me to do. Why veganism is good, you know, veganism and eating a plant-based diet is good for me to, you know, continue to thrive and live a healthier life. So let me just try it out. Let me just have an optimistic outlook on it and let me try it out. Let me continue because maybe there is something on the outside or the other side that I don't see and they don't see. So let me just continue down this road. Well, the pessimistic route, I could have actually looked at that and went... This actually might not work. I'm 17. I'm 16. You can't even get certified legally. You can't even get certified this early. Why am I reading this stuff right now? Now you, you see how it gets negative. You see how we start to think on the opposite side of success. We start actually thinking about the detriment of what could happen. What if I read, man, I could be reading all of this stuff, taking my time, my money, because I used to cut grass. I would knock on doors, 10 doors, $20, $20 a door. Every week, I make $200 a week. This is how I paid for the information and paid for my certification to start studying on before I be actually became a trainer. What if I was thinking pessimistic, like, man, I'm spending this money on this education. I'm spending money on this stuff. What if I'm, I'm spending my money and it don't even work? What? What if I don't even use this? What if, you know, you know, I, I, I spend the money, I study up, and then I don't want to do I want to do something else. What if it doesn't work? The pessimistic route would have kept me exactly where I was because I would have set the books down. I would have stopped studying. I probably wouldn't honestly, I probably wouldn't even have spent the money. My cutting grass profits, I would have not spent the money on the actual certification, which means I wouldn't have got certified as a trainer, as a nutritionist. I wouldn't have gotten to the point that I got into, uh, you know, losing 120 pounds, reversing my diabetes, reversing my eczema. I had all kinds of stuff, reversing my hypertension. Think about that, right? These things led, you know, me being optimistic about it, led me to reversing all these things, losing all this weight and actually making it onto a, almost a, a, a different side of living that everybody that I, you know, I was raised around knew about. Nobody knew about this side of living. 
Nobody really knew about this side of life and how to, you know, thrive health-wise. And then eventually the health or the thriving in the health led to thriving financially, right? We never really saw that where I came from. So if I was not optimistic, I would not have gotten over to that side or to this side, right? Because I still do it to this day. So that's just part of my journey that my superpower of being, I mean, I'm really optimistic. I call it super optimistic. I'm very super optimistic because I just choose to be more positive in my thinking. And this is something I try to get a lot of you all to, to not only see and implement in your current situation, but just overall understand the value of. So let's continue. We're going to keep going down the story. Okay. So I lose the weight. I make it out of the hood. How did I do that? I made it out of the hood because simply as I was studying, I actually got a job being a trainer, right? So I'm studied up. I'm a trainer now. I'm certified. All this good stuff. I got a job being a trainer. I get a roommate. Next, next level of optimism. I get a roommate and I start telling myself, man, if I get this roommate and we, we live together long enough, we'll be able to save $600 a month. Cause I, at the time I could have afford. So now I'm thinking, man, I could, I could afford. Y'all know who Ed is, right? We've talked about this before, but let's let's pair in what you've heard, you know, about Ed and I actually becoming roommates at a young age, and let's pair the optimism with that. So I go into it, and I'm like, man, imagine being hopeful. Keep in mind, optimism or being optimistic is being hopeful for the future. So I'm going into this situation and I'm like, man, imagine if this actually works. I'm saving $600 or we can save $600 a month each. That's about $7,200 a year that we could save. Imagine if we continue to work inside of our businesses. So we put the time in, we put the effort in, And then when we get some type of opportunity, whether it's somebody who can coach us to the next level, whether it's learning how to invest to, uh, you know, advertise for your business, whatever, you got seventy two hundred dollars a year that you can put into that. Right. And even if you weren't that good at saving, let's just say, oh, man, things happen. You had to spend half of the seventy two hundred. You still leave that year around about thirty six hundred dollars. Right. Thirty six hundred dollars saved. So I'm going into it optimistic. I'm like, man, this this is going to work, bro. This is going to work. And I'm going to see to it that I make it work. This is my optimistic mindset. Well, fast forward, it did work. The money I was saving, not having to put on bills or the money I was saving and not spending extra money because we did an episode the last episode we did uh, was is your nice your nice car keeping you broke right so the money i was saving i could have put on another car or a nicer car i could have stunt a little bit more because i'm saving money so i'm like you know i can go buy some nicer clothes i can go buy some jewelry let me go get clean right but instead i was optimistic in the actual plan saying man this can work and I actually stuck it out. 
Now, going back into the pessimistic side, I could easily have said, man, what if this doesn't work? What if it is a bum when it comes to having a roommate and he's dirty and he gets on my nerves and, you know, he's in my closet taking my clothes? Or what if he ends up getting a girl and they having sex in their room and I'm hearing it and it's bothering me? Oh, my God, I don't want to do this. I need my peace of mind. Right. Roommate is not the way to go. So I need my peace of mind. It's not going to be my roommate. I have to go. I can't do this. This is not going to work. Right. Pessimistic. What that would have resulted in is me either not even trying it out and me actually going to get my own apartment, going to get my own spot. And instead of saving that six hundred dollars a month which was about $7,200 a year, I would have actually been spending that for my peace of mind. I hate when I hear this. People tell me all the time, oh, well, tell you, I don't want a roommate because my peace of mind. What if I get a roommate and they are trash? Pessimistic, right? Hmm. What if I get a roommate and they steal? pessimistic and then my optimistic ass I come right behind those questions and I go what if you get a roommate and it works out what if you get a roommate and you are a little uncomfortable but you work it out and you get to the next level what if so those are just once again we going through this journey those are just those two outlooks that you if you don't actually almost put everything through these two scenarios you can end up not doing something that can help you out in the future so me personally i like to put everything i do through optimistic you know mind frame or or outlook right now this is also getting y'all screwed up in relationships this is getting you screwed up in relationships because you get hurt Right. I think everybody who has had a relationship for the most part was we'll, we'll say for the most part, I think everybody who has had or been in a relationship, whether it was boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or either you just had like a little, you know, friends with benefits. Everybody who has been in a relationship. I can say for the most part has had some type of issue in that relationship. You've been cheated on. You've been hurt. You've been slapped. You've been you know you've had bad sex (laughs) i mean think about it like you went into the relationship thinking okay i i'm gonna try this out and hopefully you know i get what i i come from i get what i come for excuse me so i come for some good sex a good time maybe i get that right and then you get let down like man i thought i was coming for good sex i thought i was coming for a good time i ended up actually having not so good time the sex was horrible it only lasted a certain amount of time or, you know, she just laid there, whatever it may be. Right. So what you do is you take that same thing to the next relationship. Well, what if he is going to be bad in bed or what if she's just going to lay there? What if he's going to cheat on me? What if she's going to cheat on me like the last one did? Right. Once again, pessy, 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 pessimistic, right? Negative Nancy. Right, pessimistic Patty. <laughs> Y'all are actually going into it all wrong. 
And I get it. It's a protective mechanism. It really is. Because to love, to reach next levels of, I would say, success, period, success in love, success in money, success in health, whatever it is, to reach the next levels of success, you have to do one thing. And that's trust. And be willing. And you have to be a very strong individual. Because you have to be strong enough to trust so much that even if you get hurt, you're ready for that. Right? I'm going to go into this relationship. And I'm going to give it my all. And I'm going to trust that this person that wants to give it their all. And that they're going to show up and do what I need them to do and want them to do for the most part. And that they're not going to hurt me. And letting that guard down. I don't know. Somebody's listening to this right now. Like, you got me fucked up. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And I would even challenge you to say that it's partly your fault. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give it all to you. Especially men. It's your fault. It's your fault. Because... You are not doing something or maybe you are doing something that's making these things happen. Every action has a reaction and every reaction is because of an action. Right. So maybe something is happening to you in life. And you're like, why does this shit keep happening to me? Maybe it's not an action. Maybe it's a reaction to something you're fucking doing. I ever think about that. The reason why I bring this up is because if you think about the accountability component, it'll actually take away a lot of shit that you have to deal with because you are now able to control the controllables. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, I love that control the controllables. So if you enter a situation with an optimistic mindset and you control the controllables, you say, hey, I'm going to go into the situation. I'm going to give it my all. And I'm going to show you how this shit works. And I'm going to continue down my journey and show you how it works in relationships and in your financial journey. Because when we go into a relationship, the way I think about relationships is I'm going to go into this relationship and I'm going to be so good to you that if you fuck it up, you look stupid. Right. You're not going to make me look stupid because when people actually see like what happened and the facts and they see like, damn, you see how Tay was treating that girl? She fucked that up. Wow, right? Wow, that's crazy. She must be like retarded or something, right? And that's nothing against, you know, any of my special needs, beautiful people. But seriously, that's how people think, right? She must be crazy. She got to be slow. Something not right with that girl. Because look what <laughs> look what happened, right? This guy was like the best thing you can find, and she messed that up. That's how I move. Now, the reason why I mentioned the whole accountability part is because fellas, ladies, whomever I'm talking to right now, whomever's listening. It started with you being optimistic, one, going into it with no walls up, really. Right. And we, we all, you know, have walls and things like this. You got to work on it. And maybe the walls come down slowly. But the optimistic part is what you had to start with. And then the controlling the controllables is what you had to kind of initiate or finish with. Right now, I'm going to now show you how this translates over to business as well. Many people are afraid to buy. 
programs, courses, coaching, whatever you want to call it. People are afraid because they go, I don't want to get scammed, right? I don't want to get scammed. And nine times out of ten, it's not always, but nine times out of ten, when I hear about somebody getting scammed, what I noticed is they gave their money to someone that was promising that they could take the accountability away from you. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Some of y'all are not going to understand this. And you're probably going to have to listen to this to a couple times for a couple times to, to really grasp what I'm about to say or what I'm actually saying. Majority of the time when you get scammed is because you fail for something or someone that told you it was going to be better over here because there's no accountability needed. Hey, want to get rich without having to study? Come join me. Give me a thousand dollars. I'll return eight thousand dollars in Bitcoin. You do it because you didn't want to take the accountability. You wanted an easy way out. You had one you had one thing right. You were optimistic. Oh, hey, maybe this works. <laughs> you were optimistic. But the superpower of optimism or being optimistic does not work without the accountability. So, majority of the time you get quote unquote scammed, it's usually because you were trying to take the accountability component out of it. I don't want to have to do anything. I just want to give you money and help me make more money. That's all I want to do. Right. And in most cases. Those are scams. You, There's no way to make money or there's no way to. Let me say not many ways. There are not many, many ways to make more money or to to improve a situation in your life without accountability. I want a better girlfriend. Okay, great. You got to be a better man, right? I want a better husband or wife. Okay, great. You got to be a better spouse. Accountability. I want more money. Okay, great. You got to be a better shepherd of your money, right? Whatever it is. I want a better car. Cool. You got to be a better car owner. I want a better house. You got to be a better homeowner. Everything that takes more to be more or to get the success it's going to take accountability it just does right so what's the difference what's the difference and this is kind of getting back to my story one of the things that took me from not really making a lot of money to boom six figures a year right for those of y'all who y'all like this word so i'm gonna say it High value. What took me to a high value man, right? Because you'll hear guys online say, oh, this makes you high value. For the most part, right? Financially high value. We'll say that. What took me from being low value to high value man financially? And, and for those of you who are wondering, what makes a high value man then financially speaking? Well, the way I see it personally, once I passed over a quarter million dollars, I was high value. You couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> I make I make a quarter million dollars a year. I'm high value, right? I may be on a low spectrum of high value, but I'm high value, right? 
Now, I said on a low spectrum because, of course, there are people who are making a couple million dollars a year. That's that's a bigger spectrum of high value, right? But anyway, what was the thing that led me there? It was being optimistic, but also taking the accountability. So I didn't get scammed because I wasn't looking for something that was going to work for me, something that I could just put money in and expect money back. I went in looking to work. Hey, I'm here to work. I'm here to learn how to be a better business owner. I just need somebody to show me how to do that. I paid a guy who was, you know, he was a coach. He was showing people how to build businesses online. And I'm thinking to myself, perfect, because I don't need you to build it for me. I don't need this to work for itself. I just need you to show me where to go so I can get busy. Right. He showed me I got busy. I took the accountability part in addition to the optimistic. So I'm optimistic to give him the money. And then I paired that optimism with accountability. And I'm like, look, I'm going to work this shit. So if it don't work, it's my fault. And boom, I got the result that took me literally from low value financially to high value financially. So I started making about twenty five thousand dollars a month. At that point Right And it took me a little minute To lead up there You know It started at 15 And then it started going 15,000 20,000 25,000 Right And we got to the point Where we were making Over You know A quarter million a year Now If I had not gone into it Looking to be accountable For my own actions I would have just Looked for someone who Hey I can promise you This much money Without you needing to show up Or without you needing to read, study, invest, whatever Take that part out No accountability for you You don't need to show up You don't need to be accountable I Just just give me the money, I got you I would have lost out on money And as a matter of fact Probably gotten scammed in that fashion If you will, right? So, once again I'm going to keep saying this Because I need you to understand I can help you get to the promised land. You just got to listen and follow the steps. Optimism paired with accountability is the way to go. So the next time you get ready to buy something, because some of y'all want to come in an STB. The next time you come in an STB, I need you to ask yourself, man, am I optimistic about the future of this? Is this something I, I do think can help me in the future or help me get to my future dreams? If that's yes, then yeah, you you check that box. But then you go, okay, now, whatever this man tells me to do inside this STB course, am I willing to do it? If the answer is no, you are now running away from accountability, right? You don't want to be accountable for the actions that you take or may take. You just want to pay me for a result. Just tell me what to do and just let me make the money. Like, just tell me where to go and I'll make the money from there. You took away the accountability part. Right? And this is often what happens. Because I'll even get some people to come to me. I I don't get scam. You know, I don't get the scammer uh, title. But I'll get some people to come to me. Oh, this was a waste of money. I came in and I I didn't even sign in. 
you hear what you just said? You didn't even sign in. You didn't come to learn. You didn't come with the accountability component. You wanted to pay money or, or what I often say, you wanted to put money in my mouth and you wanted me to shit out extra dollars for you. That's essentially what people, they want me to be a money machine. Hey, let me put money in the machine and then you give me back more money. But that's not how investing goes. That's not how financial education goes. That's not how success goes. Success takes a level of accountability and responsibility. This is why your boss gets paid more than you and pretty much does less than you do. This is why his or her boss makes more than both of y'all. Does even less work. And still gets the money because there is more responsibility. The boss's boss is responsible for you and the boss, your boss, right? Or your supervisor. So it's about responsibility. The more responsibility and accountability you can tack on to a, a job or tack on to something, the more money that is going to come with it. It's just what it is. If you run a big company, you're going to make CEO money. But if you do something that we can do, we can get anybody to do, then you won't make that much money because there's not it's not much, more, you know, it's not much responsibility. So you know, I got a bottle of water right here. OK, Mountain Valley water. Well, if I run a company that basically puts water in this bottle and sells it, guess what? The people who are just filling the bottle up, you don't have much responsibility so you don't really need much accountability. You can put it on your boss. You can put it on his boss that the reason why you can't fill up this bottle and get it out so it can be sold is because something in the warehouse is going on, right? Something's going on. But the boss has to take the hit for that. So you don't make that much money because you don't have much responsibility. But the person who you say, man, I can't put water in this bottle and get it out to be sold because the water doesn't come out, you know, it doesn't go inside the bottle right. We need new bottles. This bottle's trash. Well, guess what? You got to go to your supervisor and tell him or her, we need, we need new bottles, right? Because this bottle's not, it's not taking that much water. Okay, cool. The boss goes, okay, we'll get more water, right? We'll get more water. And basically what we'll do is... We'll get more water, we'll get more bottles, we'll get more whatever we need, and the boss will take care of it. Well, the boss is getting more money because you just put that on the boss. But now the boss can fire your ass because there was no accountability needed for you, which means he can go get somebody else who's not going to be accountable. You see how this works? It keeps moving, it keeps going, and before you know it, the boss's boss's boss who's responsible for getting the bottles, the warehouse, keeping the warehouse in order, yada, yada, yada. They have even more responsibility, which means, bingo, they make more money. So what I need you to do and understand is that through this journey, family, optimism or being optimistic, being optimistic, taking accountability, slash responsibility is going to get you to the promised land in your health in your wealth and in your relationships so keep up the good work but just plug in those few things 
for my pessimists, it's going to be a hard journey for you. I'm going to tell you that now. It's going to be a hard journey for you. Because in order for you to be a pessimist, you have to be... There was there was a saying. I, I'm, I'm going to leave you all with this. It's one of my favorite sayings. There was a saying by the late, great Zig Ziglar. Right? I love Zig Ziglar. And he had a saying that basically it was like a joke. And he says... Uh, one of the reasons I don't like pessimists because uh, I was talking to one. And he says, uh, <laughs> I thought about starting a group for pessimists. But as I thought more and more about it, I started to tell myself I won't work. Right. It's a very corny jerk joke. But think about that. The pessimist, the pessimistic person thought about starting a group for other pessimistic people, but he didn't think it would work. So he didn't start the group. Right. This is exactly how it goes. Pessimistic people begat negative Nancy sayings and feelings. Right? So what I need you to do is, for my pessimistic people, it's going to be hard for you. I would encourage you to go a little bit more to the side of being more optimistic. Yes, that means you got to put yourself on the line sometimes for getting hurt or possibility of getting hurt. Yes, that means you got to put your, your, your money on the line sometimes for the possibility of, man, I might lose this. But you might not. So I need you to start thinking on that other side. And it's a mindset shift and it's going to be hard. Because every time you think about doing something optimistic, it's going to be a little voice in the back of your head to say, but what if this don't work? What if this person takes your money? What if this person smashes your heart and hurts your, hurts your feelings? They talk shit to you. What if they cheat on you? What if they fucking your best friend, right? It's, it's all these things that's going on in the back of your head, right? But what I need you to do is approach it with as much optimism as you can. Take as much accountability, responsibility as you can and leave out of that situation if you leave the situation, because maybe it ends up being good for you. But if you leave out of that situation, you can leave out knowing I gave it my all. I did what I was supposed to do. And as a matter of fact, that's going to make that's going to set you up to go to the next thing even better, even if it, even if you get hurt. So use this. This is my superpower. This is one of my superpowers. This is something that I've used to get to the level I am now and beyond um, where I'm going I'm going to take optimism with me where I'm going. I'm going to continue to take accountability, responsibility with me. I want to take you there, but you're not going to be able to go. You hear, you hear the pessimistic coming up. You're not going to be able to go with the pessimistic mentality. So we're going, we're all going because we're all going to be optimistic. We all going to think about a positive outcome in the future. Other than that, if you like this or anything you've heard me say on these podcasts and you want me to bring some more heat, you want me to answer some topics or questions you might have, all I need you to do simply is give it a five star rating and put your question in that rating. OK, other than that, I'll see you all on the next podcast of Get to the Bag. I'm your man, Tay Sweat. If you got any questions, once again, hit that rating five stars and I'll see you next time. Peace.